Hey, everybody, this is Scoots. Uh, before patrons, say patrons, uh, not just everybody, uh, before we get to this episode here, and this is pretty rare that I do a break in, but uh, this is a Ray episode coming up after the intro, of course. And I've gotten a lot of feedback in the history of Ray, of like more and more Ray episodes, right? Uh, Ray has a lot of super fans. And Patreon is a good place for Ray episodes because while anything that has super fans means it also has super non-fans. So I'm not able to do more than about three episodes of Ray a year in the main feed uh, without it like uh, sometimes pushing four. But uh, about every three or four months is how often I can put out a Ray episode before it encounters a lot of resistance from listeners to the main podcast. And so over the years, uh, the Ray episodes have kind of been somewhat inconsistent, but, you know, on a somewhat regular basis as well. And those of you that file stuff on the Patreon newsletter and are engaged with the stuff on Patreon have heard me talk about this. But I'm trying to find a way, particularly with Ray and maybe with Star Trek, uh, to serve those fans that really want more of those episodes but also do it through the main mission of Sleep With Me, which is the podcast that puts you to sleep, which means, okay, how is this going to help me sustain making Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep, which means like fit, fit, fitting it within, like building a budget and making sure that uh, it's sustainable. And so I've worked with Patreon on this, actually, and I said, okay, well, what do you think? And they said, well, this is what the statistics are, and this is what it looks like, and these are the people who have succeeded with this kind of idea, which would, like, be putting out regular Ray episodes at a certain tier. And what we came up with was, like, a $50 tier, or I came up with that kind of after talking to Patreon, and then just a small number of patrons supporting the show at that fifty dollars tier could could help uh, eventually put out a Ray episode a month. Uh, but then, like, then I encountered two things. I said, "Well, like, uh, if we don't get the right amount of patrons, then it won't be sustainable." And then I kind of feel like we're te- we're giving something, and then we have to take it away, which ne- that has never never really works. So I said, well, is there any other things? And the other thing was a technical hurdle, which was that the people at the $50 level would have signed up for like 2.5 times the $20 level, but they wouldn't be getting, they wouldn't have access to all the archives or anything without me spending a lot of money uh, to either, or, or a lot of my own time to go back and populate all those episodes. Cause it's just a very mechanical process. Uh, that's why it took so long to get the archives into the ten and twenty dollar feed. It's a hand, it's a hand, it's a even though it's on a computer, it's a one episode at a time process. Uh, there's not a bulk way to do it. And then I put stuff out in the Patreon newsletter and got feedback. And so what I decided to do, and I think this will be a hybrid approach. But is like we're going to put the Ray episodes out at the twenty dollar level. And if you're a $10 patron, don't worry. Like, there is a possibility of them trickling down to you if it gets fully funded. So what we're going to do now, and then I'll talk about the hybrid model. Because, again, I guess the $50 point was like, well, maybe that's a wrong wrong place to be. So, um, so what's going to happen is if you're a $20 patron or you become a $20 patron, and this is towards the end of the month, a great time to become an annual patron at any level, 
is tomorrow night, uh, Friday, or or no, no, Friday night, so not tomorrow night, Friday night, you'll get uh, the next Ray episode, uh, which is scheduled for four months from now, I think. Uh, What is this, March? Yes, so so it's not even a hard schedule, but somewhere around uh, June, July, August. You'll get that episode on Friday in two nights, and it's a continuation of this episode. And then next month, you will get the episode, the Ray episode that's scheduled for December of this year, late act or late November of this year, which is a further continuation of that episode. Uh, $20 patrons will get that. And then every month after that, I have five more Ray shows recorded that are all a continuation of this one trip. And those will come out on a monthly basis, and we get to that end of those five episodes that are already produced, or, I mean, ideally before, because it takes a while to produce episodes. Uh, we'll keep making more Ray episodes to say, okay, like, we got enough patrons. I mean, the difference between the 50 and the $20 is 2.5, you know. So it is a question of, hey, will people pay $20? It's the same thing of the $50 one. It was like this question... Will people pay more for content they're a super fan of? And then everybody benefits. And then if we get enough patrons where it's like, okay, we can keep making. And that's the cool thing about the annual patronage is, oh, okay, I can see. Uh, you, like, uh, like I can see that makes sense. And um, two more things. Oh, oh yeah. And then they'll trickle down to ten $10 patrons. Um if it's fully funded and if it's fully funded, like where we say, okay, now we have enough money coming out every month to definitely make a Ray episode or it becomes more, we could look at the Star Trek, but also really doing like that Ray episodes, which goes into the hybrid model. And then I'll finish up because I'm realized you're trying to go to sleep, but, but this is a sleepy voice anyway. And this really is the only way because we had not that many people sign up. We were still trying to get a good amount of patrons to sign up for the patron newsletter. These episodes are really my main way of keeping in touch with my patron peeps. Uh, but so, oh, and you could sign up for the patron newsletter at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash patron news. And if you do, there's a chance I'll do a cooking show. We just got to get 15% of patrons signed up for that newsletter. Okay, so then the hybrid model. The idea of the $50, $50 tier or high, even higher tiers, which is Patreon, is like, they showed me other pay, other podcasts and stuff. I said, oh, look, at they have these higher tiers. What do you think about that? And so we will do, we'll probably do an ultra high rate tier. And I don't know, I got to see, okay, what's the best that that would probably be only if you could really afford it. You say, well, I'm in a position where I could really afford something big time extra and I'm a Ray super fan. And that will come that won't come with any audio rewards, unfortunately, because like I said, when I looked at the that's one of the reasons I'm not going forward with the fifty dollar tier is just it would be too much investment of either time or money to get all those episodes in there. And even at the two hundred and fifty dollar tier, then it would kinda it would just defeat the purpose. It would take so much funding away from making Ray episodes. So what am I saying? Is that uh so that'll probably be an expensive tier, yeah, like 250 100 I don't know. But it'll come with, like, so it'd almost be something where, I don't know, you, like, you, I don't know. I don't have the, all the logistics figured out, but it would come with some cool stuff. Uh, 
but you'd be kind of funding almost an entire Ray episode uh, a year. Uh, once I, I got to see what's uh, like, but so, so that's basically it. Uh, if you, if you're a super Ray super fan and you could even try it out, uh, like I talked with other patrons, a couple of patrons recently that reached out and they said, well, why, what if you, why, why don't people just upgrade once and take all the content? And I say, people could do that, but it's actually a lot of work. So you could wait until the end of the year, become a $20 patron for a month and listen to all the Ray episodes and then go back down. And that's totally fine because the Patreon's designed for people that are really involved. And I mean, that's a lot of work on your end. So I totally would understand, like, if if you want to do that, you're you're welcome to do that. Or you could see and then see, okay, they trickle down to the $10 level. And it will address, like, uh, that people say, well, what about, and this is just about trying to uh, run things in a responsible way. The $5 tier has been designed for patrons that listen on a regular basis and want to give something back and get ad-free episodes and story-only episodes. And then the $10 tier has always been something extra, which is all intro episodes and all night episodes and the Great British Bake Off episodes. So this, 20, this could be a chance to delineate the $20 tier in a good way. And oh, and no, those of you, there's not, there's those, those of you that happen to be listening that are $20 patrons, um, like you're kind of, your vote is already in for more content because it's like, uh, you're already doing more. You're saying, "Hey, I'll sacrifice a pizza. I'll take make a pizza at home instead of ordering a pizza every month to support you at twenty bucks or twelve pizzas a year." Or in, well, I guess where I live, uh, I said, "Wait, like I, that's another thing I might is to one day move back to a place where pizza costs twenty dollars. So, like, and like you say, twenty dollars for a pizza means out the door with your toppings." So anyway, so and this is again, this is like a way of giving more in a responsible way because in the past, those of you that have listened to the show for a long time, I've made these kind of uh, gone on these side trips, like gotten where I haven't planned it out and said, wait a second, the first mission is to make the podcast that puts you to sleep twice a week uh, and have it benefit as many people as possible, and the Patreon is a big part of that because. Realistically, a very sliver of regular listeners ever even think to become a patron. So I appreciate everyone in this. Again, I'm not taking away from any level or anything like that. I could, like I could not do any of this without your support. And it's amazing and amazing opportunity to be able to do all this. It's and and I know a lot of people say scoots don't do more, and and I say well this is a way to do it more in a responsible way that I like. Uh, because I'm going to be paying people to, like, again, you see the, the editors, I already reached out. I said, Carl, like, I'm going to be doing these Ray bonus episodes. Can you put some, put this in your work schedule? Uh, and then I'll be like, so, so, okay, I guess I'm over explaining stuff. Uh, so here, here you go. Here's Scoots uh, and a Ray episode. Uh, thanks, patrons. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble, getting to sleep, trouble, staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake. So whether it's uh, thoughts you're thinking about, things on your mind... Uh, feelings related to those thoughts or emotions or just, you know, the ones that are there. 
or you just know, they, you know, at, at bedtime, I say, oh, I didn't notice you for a g- pretty good reason because I'm trying to go to sleep. And, uh, you know, shame about what? Shame about what are you? Shame about 10,000? Okay, well. Oh, so th- feelings that I could bring up. Feelings, physical sensations, uh, time, temperature, changes in routine, daylight if you're working the second or third shift. Uh, I don't know what they call the shift of that news, morning news crews. I mean, I always like, I, ha- I don't know if I've heard from him. I've heard from some, I think I've heard from some morning news crews. Uh, uh, but, you know, because that's a, a tough schedule. Uh, you got to get, but I don't know. That's not the second or the third shift, I don't believe. Maybe it is. Let's see. You got, typically, you got nine to five. Then five plus eight, five plus five is ten, six, five to one. And again, I know I'm wrong. I'm just saying in my mind. And then I guess one to nine. None of those are the morning news crew because they think they usually, they usually go on the air around five, right? And they probably got to get there at four, maybe. And in the Bay Area then, well, I guess the commute is not so bad at 3.30 or 4 in the morning. Oh, but whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's your schedule, that's what I was saying, or anything else, uh, uh, whatever it is, I'm here to take your mind off of it. What I'm going to do is I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to try to establish a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's uh, thoughts, if fe- oh, wait, I said that part, Rep- repetition, but I am going to try to create a safe place uh, with my voice, uh, creaky dulcet tones, uh, pointless meanders, uh, superfluous tangents. You've witnessed all of those already uh, going off topic. So if you're new, a couple things to, to get because I already went off topic early. Let me get to you, new listeners. Oh, boy. Am I glad you're here, and I hope I can help. Now, one thing you should know, a couple things, I guess. One, if you're skeptical or doubtful, that's how everybody, 99.9% of the people who come to the podcast. Uh, Because, of course, you probably heard a lot of different things about helping you sleep. You've probably tried some stuff, uh, and you really want something to work. So... Uh, so that's a natural reaction. Also, you might be like, what What are you up to? When is this show going to get started? So I'm going to try to answer those questions. But I want to um, acknowledge that, of course, you may be skeptical dept- or scout- scoutful, uh, which are accidental words. Skeptical, scout- doubtful. What did I say? Skeptical? Skeptical or scoutful? You'd say... Uh, I don't know. Scoutful sounds like like it could be. I could go on a lot of tangents about that. Deptical. Uh, I think that's probably like what I would call a garbage can in space. You say, "Oh, put it in the deptical." What is it? What's the difference between? Well, it's a receptacle in space. Uh, it depths whatever you put in there. What does that mean? I don't know. Like ionizes it or something. I don't know. I just put it in there. I didn't design it. I just bought it at, uh, like, uh, the space version of, uh, this, you know, one of those stores. Uh, were you going to say a space version of Sharper Image and then you d- didn't say Sharper Image? Yeah, it did because I think that has a different, like, it used to be a cut. I think it. I think it's just an airplane store now. 
Okay, you better get on topic quick. You're right. I don't want to incur, incur the, uh, like it used to be once upon a time before the internet, people bought stuff out of glossy catalogs. And the sharper image had glossy catalogs. I think in the 90s, probably, maybe even the 80s, uh, that kind of portrayed a life of luxury that you would have. You say, well, I, what kind of image do you project? A sharper image. Uh, holy cow. Clean lines. Like an aesthetic. Oh, I thought you were talking. Oh, you're right. I got to get back to the new listeners. How do, Oh, I was talking about depticles and scoutfuls. So if you're skeptical or doubtful, you have a good reason, right? I can't, I can't even put my word. I, I, I put the words together. I'm assembling the words as I'm speaking them, and just kind of stay, you say, "Oh, whoops, that D, that was supposed to go with the other word." But seriously, if you are one, I'm just here to help. But this podcast does not work for everybody, so see how it goes. I don't make a promise, you know, that it works for everybody. I only hope it works for you. But I can tell you that almost every person that's listened to the show, it took two or three tries for them to be like, before they made a decision on it. And for most of the people I hear from that are regular listeners, uh, they said, oh, yeah, for the third try, I, I realized I didn't have to figure this out or like wonder where you were going. Uh, kind of like when I go see a movie sometimes and it's a big movie and I, I have big expectations for it, I have to usually watch it twice because the first time I'm saying, where's this going, right? So that's natural with this podcast too, but this one's going nowhere. So I'll just tell you that, but sometimes it takes a few tries anyway. It's slowly going, we're going somewhere, but if you, it's more, it's, it's not just about the journey, uh, but so if you're new, those are a couple other a couple of things, a couple other things, different about the show. One, structurally, the show's different, and you're already into the structure, but it starts off with business and a high energy, sleepy supporter zone. That's how we keep the keep the podcast free and coming out twice a week. Uh, then there's an intro. That, so the, that, the first, the business can throw people off. Then the intro can throw people off. Sometimes I get emails about the intro, like the intro is also a commercial or something. But it's more, uh, I guess it is a commercial for my inability to get to the point and to go off topic. But it, more a demonstration of that. So the intros of the show are around 12 to 20 minutes long. Which you say, wait a second. So 25% of the podcast is you introducing the podcast. It's a exact, you're exactly right. Sometimes 33%. And why is it? Well, a couple of reasons. One, I want to give you a chance to wind down and get to sleep. I mean, just from my perspective. So one, you could just listen to the stories, just start the podcast at 20 minutes or be a patron and to listen to the story only versions we put out there. Uh, but in my opinion, if if I was consuming the podcast, and this is a lot of listeners agree, if you started with like, hey, welcome to the sleep with me. Let's get that story going in a minute. And, you know, welcome. If it was two or three minutes and then I went to the story, part of my brain would be like, oh, boy, I got to get going. I got to get to sleep now. The story started. So I want the intro is uh, it, it gives new listeners an idea what to expect. It also gives regular listeners a chance to get ready for bed, 
I guess it's the majority use case. You start playing it as you're getting ready for bed, and then you get in bed, like, halfway through the intro. This is imaginary, though. Like, uh, And then you listen to the rest of the intro as you're getting comfortable and winding down. And then the story starts when you're snuggled in, and then maybe you have a sleep timer. Some people listen all night. You could kind of see what works best for you. And you might say, Scoots, I start listening to the intro once I'm in bed. Or I listen to the whole intro as I'm brushing my teeth, petting those pets. Don't forget to give your pets an extra pet tonight. Because Sleep With Me, always sponsored by Pet and Pets. Am I right? You know, they recently started putting out pod, this. I feel like a stand-up comedian changing the subject like this. Well, they re, you know, they recently started uh, putting out podcasts uh, for pets uh, uh, to listen to. And I said, hello, I, like uh, the most popular, like you should have called me because uh, I don't want to pat myself on the back. But what podcast one reminds their owners to pet their pets uh, three times tonight. Uh, but our our podcast is pretty popular because uh, a lot of pets listen with their, uh, their, their companions and they jump in bed or they get in their bed. But also in places where pets are... Uh, when they're not at home, uh, a lot of people play the podcast in those places that work there. I get videos and stuff, and that's really heartwarming to me. Uh, but it was, so that I don't know where to, that was a t- tangent. So the, oh, the intro, I can go off. I go off topic, uh, but it's it's to give you time to wind down. And the thing is, there's no pressure to listen to this podcast, and there's no pressure to fall asleep. The combination of the intro. And the fact that after this, it'll be a, a, a random episode. I don't even know what I'm going to be talking about right this second. Uh, but I know I'll be here for at least an hour, and I know the episode will be fully complete. So it's not like halfway through the thing I start talking. I mean, I talk nonsense from the beginning to the end. I don't, tr- like, check out. I'm here to the end because, one, I think that's what really helps. I don't know why. But knowing that you're listening to a complete story that you don't have to listen to, uh, for some people that puts people at ease. But also knowing, hey, if you can't fall asleep, I'm going to be here with a uh, relatively inane but somewhat decent story. And then for all my people that don't sleep, uh, there's people that listen that just can't sleep. And they're, I'm here for them, too. I've heard from them over the past seven years of making this show. And I'm here for you if you if you're just up at night, and uh, I'm here to keep you company too. So there'll be a story that'll be about uh, 40, 45 minutes. Then there's some thank yous at the end of the show, and there's uh, also business between the intro and the story. Uh, so that's the structure of the show. I'm trying to think of what else you need to know. Uh, yeah, so that's the structure of the show. You don't need to listen, no pressure to fall asleep. I make the show because I believe you truly do deserve a good night's sleep. I've been there tossing and turning. I've been there tossing and turning, mind racing, uh, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep. Uh, thoughts, got those, holy cow, especially at bedtime. Uh, feelings, have those, uh, those come up. Uh, physical sensations, yep, I've had different, you know. Well, I've I've experienced a lot. Of, I mean, I haven't experienced everything, uh, but I'll tell you what I I know how it feels there. 
uh, when you really want to be to be asleep, you're really tired. And, if, you know, I'm here to keep you company through that, uh, to take your mind off of it. Even though I'm reminding you now, I get it. It's a little bit of a, a paradox. Uh, but it's, it's true, right? That, that uh, it, it S-U-C-K-S is saying that's why I make the show. As I said, not only do I believe you deserve a good night's sleep, I believe the world will be a much better place if you're rested in it. I know your world will be. And then everything, you know, branching out from your world, and even if it's just a tiny bit better, that's a, that's better. Am I right? So that's why I make this show. I'm here to keep you company. So if you're if you're deptical or scoutful, I mean, what would scoutful be? I mean, one, I can see the jokes. Uh, you'd say, uh, I'm trying to think of how I put the jokes in a sleep podcast, so... Uh, like I'd say, okay, what if, okay, so let's use a, like a very removed one. So you know that uh, Zeus, right, is uh, Kronos. Here's my history. I'm not sure if this is Greek or Roman. Or maybe like a, maybe it was one of the Titans. Let's just say it was Kronos, was like this uh, 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 god way back before Zeus, so far back. And I think Kronos said to all the Titans maybe, or Zeus and the kids, Zeus's family, siblings. Hey, why don't you get in my belly here? And uh, it'll be a good place for everybody. Also, then I won't have to worry about the, the whole thing with you, you know, usurping my rule. Now, what they didn't tell you is that uh, this all happened. Zeus was in the scouts, uh, but Zeus had a scout meeting and so you'd say, what, what do you call Kron, what did you call, what do you call Kronos after, uh, Zeus's scout meeting when Kronos, uh, this, you know, it did Kronos's thing. If you're, if you're like a scholar, I'm, I'm apologize though. Uh, but uh, you say scoutful, Kronos was scoutful. Uh, there's a joke, uh, there's a punchline without a joke. Uh, you're, you're on a regular basis. I try to give those out. Yeah. But you also say, well, I'm not sure about that. Like uh, that. So I'm scoutful. I don't know. I like the idea. I think of like a character's name scout. Well, I'm not so sure. I'm not sold on that character name is scout. I'm scoutful. Or I know there's vehicles named scout. You say, well, Maybe you should say that. Like, if I don't know, they sell any vehicles named Scout anymore. I mean, I'm sure people name their vehicles Scouts. But you'd say, well, here's the thing. I'm not even kidding. As I'm talking about this, I'm just Scoutful about the word Scout because they say, well, I don't know about that word really. So let's move on to uh, what Deptical, which again would be, I think I'm trying to think of other words. Uh, it gets to like what's the place you throw out your hair gel, like deptical. It's that's what I call my hair gel garbage can. I think I, I think I checked because maybe like two hundred episodes ago I started talking about Dep, which was a maker of neon hair gels, uh, which had its uh, high points in the nineties. I think, even though it wasn't neon when it hit your head, it was just neon in the bottle. And any kids listening, again, do, I'm not joking. Don't follow my lead. I've already done this stuff. It is a bad idea. 
But those neon colors of hair gel, they don't correspond to anything with your taste buds. So no need to check that. Plus, it wouldn't be good for you. So I'm not kidding. Not that I did it, but I, you know, I emailed the companies. And I said, hey, I have a question about the lime, lime dep. And they said, the neon, you know, the funk of fusion. And I say, what is it? What, type, what do you use for your lime flavoring? Dear consumer, don't consume the, the, our hair. Our hair gel is for external use only. And then I email back, did you say it's really called Funk of Fusion? And they said, thanks for your interest in fun, the Funk of Fusion Fun Club. And I got a coupon. And then I did that for the other ones. I said, could you tell me more? Is, is, I'm, I'm confused by the, because there's probably a yellow. Then there's probably a pink. Maybe a blue. I said, is that a razzmatazz or a blueberry? Or, and they said, I don't know what they would call it. I, I mean, it would have like ice fusion. I don't know what they would call it, but blue hair gel. Because sometimes you get mixed up with Gatorade flavors. Also, probably they're probably owned by the same company. Uh, I don't know whether to laugh or see, actually, we make that at the same place. Uh, that could be a podcast. That would just be like a segment in a podcast, a bigger story in a podcast. Uh, a character that worked at, they see, yeah, I worked at the Gatorade Depp plant. And maybe someone that was really interested would say, wait a second, wait, I'm sorry, what? Well, yeah, I worked at the plant where, at the plant I worked at, we made Gatorade and Depp hair gel. Fictional versions, I'm just, you know, of course. And they said, Really? What was that? Was that two different? Oh no, no, same place. Uh, no, I mean it was separated. I mean somewhat. Uh, I mean same basic. They're the, made of the same. They maybe probably are made of the same basic things. Anyway, I don't know where, how I got here. Oh, my deptical. That's where I throw out all my hair in space. That's where I throw out my funk fusion. See, like it never made my hair funk fusion. Not that that was really a name of a hair gel. That was a temporary Gatorade flavor, probably positive. Like it would be like melon. What would you do? How would you, what would you put in a sport drink that was labeled? I mean, Funk of Fusion, you definitely wanted to have a pop in color. Funk of Fusion, I don't know. I mean, I think you'd want it to have like a three layer flavor so that there's some sort of melon, like a surprise melony flavor at the end, like a hit up front. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, I guess I don't work. I just did work in imaginary flavor labs and not real ones. So anyway, I'm glad you're here. I mean, I guess you got a full dose of the podcast uh, here of what to expect. I really appreciate you checking the podcast out. Like I said, give it a few tries because it doesn't work for everybody. If you feel like it definitely doesn't work for you, you could send your emails to the, the, one of those corporate offices I mentioned or... Check out sleepwithmepodcast.com slash no thank you. And I don't know. I think that's it. I'm, I'm glad you're here. Uh, I really work hard. I hope and I strive. And I really want to help you fall asleep. So thanks again. And here's a couple of ways we're able to keep this podcast free for everybody.
Uh, hey, everybody, this is Scoots coming to you from twenty to the end of 2020. And I just wanted to tell you before Scoots from early 2020 took over that this episode was recorded in January of 2020. And I sat on it the whole year just because it wasn't comfortable putting it out because it involves travel. And uh, I don't want to give anybody a sense of uh, forlorn FOMO, uh, you know, or encourage any of that. Uh, but it is our most popular and comforting guest to host, Ray Perkins. So I thought it'd be fun uh, to put it out. And we usually try to, like most years, we put out about three Ray episodes a year. This year was a little different just because the year was different. And I really appreciate all you being here the whole year for me and Ray and all the other uh, people involved in the podcast. I could not do it without all of you. I really appreciate it. And also, those of you that are Ray super fans, I should have a way in 2021. Uh, at some point, I'm going to redo some of the, like, uh, I'm going to create, like, a, a higher level, Patreon level for Ray super fans. Like, because it, it just won't work in the main feed of putting out, like, 12 Ray episodes a year. But it could we could work a budget to, to get to that. Uh, and I'll also probably have, like, once we get that going, if it's successful, I'll also add it. We're going to have a referral program. So that'll be a free way to support the show. Uh, coming up down the road to get access to that stuff too uh so yeah that's uh that's it right now and uh, so i just wanted to let you know that uh, that this was recorded in january 2020 uh from a trip in what was it what year is it so this was 20 2020 so it's 2019 to 2020 when this trip i went on with ray that ray's talking about and uh it was a pleasant, like, like re-listening re to this episode. Uh, so I hope it's as pleasant for you. A nice, uh, dreamy uh, trip with Ray tonight. Thanks. Hello, 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 everybody. This is your friend Ray. Thank you, Scooter, for that in introduction. I didn't get to hear it. Uh, but, oh, boy, was it nice. And just to reframe things, I'm your friend Ray, a fr friend of yours, a friend of mine. Good to meet you. Good to be in your ears once again. Now, I'm here talking about a, a, a trip I took with Scooter a little bit of time ago. It's, it was a little while since I've been in your ears. It's been too long, but it's been just the right amount of time as well. And Scooter has promised me that in the show notes there'll be a link or a number of whatever episode covered our first trip. But uh, I'll just go over the basics with you. I'm Scooter's neighbor, Ray. And if you want to know more about Scooter, Scooter and I's history, little Andy, the pod boy, uh, my friend... Uh, you could listen to, to other episodes I've been on. I'm going to get more to the business of a trip, uh, a trip we made to Florida over the holiday season, and, uh, you know, at some point. Uh, because I know these podcasts don't come out, you know, the, it's a miracle of podcasting. I mean, I'm not even recording this near, uh, not that far from our trip. Uh, and this is a trip we made to Orlando. And again, I say this in every episode, I realize that theme parks and amusement parks are for everybody. Ray's not everybody's cup of tea. Scooter's not everybody's cup of tea. But I mean, I, I know, I mean, Scooter's my cup of tea. Holy moly, is he a good friend to me? And I feel like I'm a good friend to him. But I know that the consumption or the pride, you know, that, that this is not everybody's pastime. It just happens to be my pastime. I like talking about it. 
like Scooter's pastime is less going to the amusement parks than drinking soda and uh, and observing me, I believe. And so, so I'll I'll catch up now. This is a, you're joining me right in the beginning of the first, uh, the second half of the first day of my, 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 my vacation with Scooter. So we had flown in and then we spent a little bit of time at one of the parks, one of the Disney parks there. And then we went back to our rooms. We took a nap, even Ray took a nap. You know, sometimes I like to spend time with friends or chatting or more. Uh, but we were at the room, we were sleeping and I don't know if we went through this. I don't think we did. Around 2.30 p.m. So we had flown all night, and we kind of slept on the plane. Then we went to the Magic Kingdom in the morning without napping or anything. Then we went back to a hotel around lunchtime and went to sleep about 11.15, 11.30 p.m., a.m., Now, that's East Coast time. For us, it was, you know, three hours before that. And we took a nap. Now, at 2.30, Scooter got up first. Uh, now, Scooter went and went to the uh, food court. We were staying at the uh, Port Orleans uh, Hotel, French Quarter, Scooter's telling me. And this is when Scooter got his unlimited soda cup, which is unlimited refill this cup of soda. And I, I try not to talk about this too much because I know some people say, well, you talk too much about Scooter and soda. And I say, well, that's only because so I can set up every time Scooter goes to the restroom. Uh, because, I, you know, I know the listeners, like, everybody finds that funny. His whole family, that's all they talk about, how accurate his tri- 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 trips to soda in the restroom are. Uh, but it's also, you know, it's just part of Scooter's mindset. So it really helps you get into his mind, I believe. Because so he looks at the pricing. He goes down there. Now, he told me, Ray... You could talk about this. They made a big mistake. Also, Scooter drinks a lot of coffee, but they have in this room, in, in his room, they had a coffee machine or, you know, with individual cups of coffee. And the, the people that was, were, were servicing his room were nice enough to make sure he had more than two cups of coffee ready, uh, you know, of packets to make coffee, three or four at least. Uh, which some places I say, what's wrong? You, you only think we're going to drink two cups of coffee? Is it really going to cost you that much more to have the room be stocked with three or four cups of coffee? Uh, but so, oh, so Scooter went down to the food court of the hotel, which is a bit like a food court in the mall, but only one company runs it, you know. Uh, but there at the food court, they sell uh, plastic mugs. Uh, and this is where Scooter said he made his big error. Because one, he said, I just woke up from a nap. And two, I was rushing. Uh, but so they sell these plastic mugs. And Scooter will tell you, they're not exactly... The, one, uh, they don't go good when you're mixing coffee and soda. Not at the same time, but over time. Uh, because the inside is just plastic. So the coffee flavor you could never really get rid of. Uh, but so Scooter went down there and he said he, he prices it out. We were staying there for a few more than a few days, I think. So he said, well, it's like $20. Uh, but that's for all the, you know, you can keep, you can get coffee, coke, hot cocoa, soda water. Because they had a freestyle machine like Stan from the Scooter's uh, stories. Uh, 
Uh, and that's good with his little one because you say, okay, you could get so sparkling water. You could get uh, stuff that has low sugar. You could also get root beer, which Scooter likes after 2 p.m. But then you could also get, you know, your, your, your Mr. Pip, that's Scooter's drink with cherry. You know, or your cola or whatever. Now, when Scooter said he made an error, his error was that they had a tumbler, which was new, which was stainless steel on the inside. And it was a Star Wars theme. But Scooter said he was in so much of a hurry to get a drink, he saw that, and then he didn't want to do the calculations of the cost, uh, which I think was about 5 or $10 more. But even after the first day, Scooter said, Ray, that was a mistake because the stainless steel is easy to clean out the coffee. It's easy to clean out in the hotel sink uh, and get rid of the coffee smell because then his daughter says, you know, Pop, can I use your mug to get myself a drinky poo? Uh, because unfortunately, you know, she does have to be the daughter of Scooter, which has its perks a lot of the time. But he says, no, 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 we'll, we'll share one mug because uh, that means we're getting over because Scooter says, whatever, they charge three fifty for a soda. If we only have one mug and then we take turns, uh, then, you know, so so anyway. So he bought his mug. He started drinking his soda at 2.30 p.m. It was about, and then he did some work. And about 3.30 p.m., the rest of us started to get up. Uh, maybe it was around 3.15. And we started to get ourselves together, get ourselves moving. And we took a bus to the Epcot Center. And we went over there. We had some fast passes. I don't see them on the list. Now, it was a rainy evening. It was drizzling. It wasn't pouring or anything. But, you know, that wasn't pleasant. And it was the holiday season. I don't know when you're hearing this, so you might not be hearing in the holiday season. But, you know, you'll, you, this will get you in the mood. Not a ton of holiday coverage. Now, the first thing we did, because it was around dinner, we hadn't had lunch, so it was kind of lunch-dinner time. And, oh, boy, was this on the on the charts of things. This is high on your charts. And this has always been high on our chart. So you go to, uh, so if you, so Epcot Center is going through changes when I'm recording this. It used to be called Future World and International Showcase. And then Future World was supposed to be like a World's Fair type thing. And they had different pavilions with different things like land and sea and space and uh, communications and transportation. And the changing that around, all things must change. You know, you have to roll with it. But so that's just to help you if you've never been there before, is we went through the main, the front section of the park, which would be called, at the time, it was called Future World. And we skipped that park because, one, we had some fast passes for later. Two, it was at, like the evening, so all the lines were very long. And there's not a lot to eat there. And now that'll probably change with the updating of everything. So we went through to the International Showcase. And if you go into the International Showcase and you go right, uh, there's a place, there's like a, so they in the house, different seasons, they have little stands, like almost like uh, little houses, little huts that serve different uh, uh, festival foods. Uh, but then they also have permanent places. Now, this one, I forget what it was called, but it's a permanent place. Uh, I don't know what it's called, World Cot 5000 or something. And they sue, it's right by where Canada is, right before you get to Canada, and they serve poutine. 
And at different times of the year, they have different types of poutine. This time they had a poutine with brisket, and it was, oh, my goodness, uh, it was so good. It had a, it had the cheese, it had the, the curds, it had some brisket. Uh, the cheese had a couple different cheese flavors. It was very, very good, for, especially for a drizzly. It wasn't cold now. That was a nice thing. It wasn't cold, but it was drizzling. Uh, so we had that. Then they had a holiday. So they have, a, like, everything was themed to the holidays. So they had the little food booths, like I'm saying. And uh, they also had a cookie uh, cookie stroll, they called it. And Scooter said, well, I can't do any um, adult beverage strolls anymore. Those days are behind me. Uh, so he wanted to do the cookie stroll because he also likes cookies and I don't think this was here. Maybe it was. I guess it looks like it according to my notes. But he he got a peppermint pinwheel cookie, which was one of the first cookies on the cookie stroll. Now, spoiler. Well, I guess I'll. So this was only. So Scooter got a little uh, a pamphlet. You get stickers for your cookie stroll. And if you complete the book cookie stroll, you would get a bonus cookie somewhere. And you probably could tell how it turned out by my tone, you know, Scooter. But Scooter rolled with him because he was on vacation. So he got his peppermint pinwheel cookie. He said it was pretty good. Yeah, but after the pip, uh, the, the poutine, you know, w- that was a pinnacle level of uh, food. It was a little bit of uh, it was tough to follow up. Uh, then we went to... Uh, Another place where they sell shirts and things, because they also had a treasure hunt where you were searching for um, a wreath with Chippendale on it in every country. And Chippendale in every country in this world showcase were holding an ornament. And if you got all the ornaments, then you got you could turn it in for an ornament. Now, you were paying for the map and the cost of the ornament, but still. Yeah, something fun for his daughter to do. And it turned out it was very difficult at first. We we, we, we didn't get it right away. It, then we went to uh, Mexico. They had a food booth that had a nice tostada with some beans on there. And I believe some uh, something else. But it was mostly a bean and cheese tostada. It was good. It was a very good tostada. And then we headed to uh, Norway which uh, they were supposed to have this holiday show that Scooter has not seen in like 11 years. And he said, Ray, so before I knew him, he said, Ray, you got to see this holiday show. It's so funny. And he said, you're going to love it. So it was like a a Norway holiday storyteller talking about the Norwegian uh, holiday traditions. Uh, but we went there, but because of the rain, they were, they had canceled the show. And then we tried to find the Chippendale ornament, and we must have spent about 15 minutes looking for the ornament, and we could not find it. So then we went back to Mexico because they have a boat ride there, and uh, we, we went on the boat ride, which is a fun little ride. Usually that line, much like Pirates of the Caribbean, moves pretty quickly, even when the line is long. And the inside of the, that pavilion has the inside-outside look. So we went in there, and we did that. There was Oh, then we got off the boat, and Scooter was very happy because they had a mariachis performing inside... 
and they had dances and Scooter was in, this is Scooter's element. He loves the street performers or performances or street, what do they call it? Streetsmosphere, I think they call it for Disney. And also Scooter was pointing to me of how many people were having fun. People were dancing with the dances. And then they did a Feliz Navidad, you know, which is a hit. I mean, I realize it's like a, what do you call that? You you know, it's like uh, some people say, well, that's not real culture. It's just a pop song. But people love singing along with it. And so that was fun. Then we had a um, fast pass for a ride. Now, this is going to go away, too, and they're going to change it. So I don't know if they'll still call it this. Uh, but it was Spaceship Earth uh, is a, like a story of communication with animatronics. Dame Judy Dench uh, was voicing it, I believe. Like if it's Helen Mirren, oh my goodness, I'm sorry. But uh, And so that was very nice. And, uh, you know, it's a relaxing ride. Sometimes you could fall asleep, but they have the old-fashioned animatronics, which, uh, you know, they're coming back with some more of these. Uh, but I, to me, and I think Scooter, and he maybe even his daughter, and this is a delicate subject, but this is the kind of thing that's kind of like the excess of these parks in a kind of a good way. Is like the idea that you'd make these robotic uh, figures, you know, to show the history of the news or supercomputers or papyrus or the Gutenberg Press. Uh, are all of these things uh, like that you invest in these figures that you're just kind of going by briefly uh, creates a little bit of a sense of wonder because even though they don't look real, they look almost real and they look more, I, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I always, I, I don't know. I think it's like a, it's something that they, they say, well, that's boring. You know, they're, they're, they're just talking about newspapers and stuff, just stuff like that. And I could see both sides of things, but we, we really enjoy that ride. And I, I know by the time this comes out, maybe it'll be a little bit different. And, of course, we didn't we had a fast pass, so we didn't have to wait in line for that. Then we went to Living with the Land, and it was nighttime. And this is a boat ride, uh, and, and it talks about the history of, uh, you know, agriculture. It's an agriculture-type ride. Uh, but then you go through all the greenhouses, but because it was nighttime and the holidays, they had a holiday overlay with all sorts of holiday lights and little hidden uh, uh, figures. It was really fun because you, you still had the, the ride part where they talk about, well, this is aquaponics, a fish of fish of phonics, uh, or this is what happens in the desert. Uh, but then they had the holiday stuff. So I, I really liked that. That was nice there. Uh, then it was really raining. We went on a ride in a, land, a place called the Seas. And we went on a ride, Seas with Nemo and Friends. Which is a nice little ride. Maybe you've heard me talk about it. You go in a clam mobile or a shell. And you go looking for Nemo. And then the ride ends in actual aquarium. So that was fun. And there's lots of good opportunities for pitches after the ride. Uh, but, oh, boy, was it that, that's a nice one. Then we, uh, 
got off that ride. It was really raining, but it was, again, it wasn't cold. So we said, well, we all have raincoats on, so it's not that big a deal for that. So we went back to the countries. Uh, Scooter's little one wanted to have a maple popcorn, like a little bit more like a kettle corn than a caramel corn. And also, this was another money-saving technique, depending. I mean, you say money-saving in uh, context uh, because you can buy a, a reusable popcorn bucket. And I believe it's, you know, it's not inexpensive, but then you can get that bucket refilled throughout the parks there for about $2. And I realized that, you know, a thing of popcorn in the real world costs about 25 cents. But, you know, here you say $2 is a bargain to refill your popcorn. And even some of the flavored popcorn places you get refilled. So we, we got the maple popcorn. Scooter did get a bottle of Coke. And then we started going uh, to some of the more the other food booths. And uh, we got a soup there. I think it was in Canada. Maybe it's someplace else with wild rice. Because uh, Scooter's uh, uh, little one likes wild rice. And then we went to Lahaim uh, and got Scooter got a pastrami on rye and egg soda. Uh, and a black and white cookie. He said the pastrami on rye was actually really good. The egg soda was too costly for Scooter to enjoy for such a small drink. Because he said I should have, I think he said I should have just got a Yoohoo. Uh, and then he said the black and white cookie was okay, but it had a little, um, like some of the sugar cookies there at the Epcot, they have, um, instead of, uh, some of them have a citrus, uh, like within the base and some have a vanilla in the base. And Scooter said, you know, he just naturally prefers, uh, the, the, the vanilla base, uh, sugar cookies versus a citrus based sugar cookie or citrus hint, I guess. I don't know what you, I'm saying, I guess. Uh, then we went on, uh, uh, we went and got uh, uh, some soba noodles and a boba a boba tea or a boba drink. Uh, now Ray's not, you know, I'm uh, I'm new to boba, even though it's been a thing for a while. Uh, so I only like looked at it. I haven't tried. And Scooter said you'll like a milk tea, and his little one likes the boba. Kids love boba, and that was in Japan. Uh, Scooter's handwriting here. Oh, Scooter wanted to get some pizza, but they weren't selling pizza at night. They they only sell it during the day, supposedly, for some ridiculous reason. Uh, then we had a fast pass to ride a frozen ride, which is like a, a boat ride where you get to see Anna and Elsa and uh, Olaf. And unfortunately, we were right about to board the ride with a fast pass. Like, we were the next people to get on the boat, and the ride started to not function. Uh, so much so that they were letting everybody off the ride, uh, the, like, that was in the ride. Like, even they, they didn't even get to complete the rides. Like, all the boats had stopped moving. Now, we didn't even get on there. And they said, oh, we really don't have any idea when it's going to start again. So they said, well, you could just use your fast pass in another ride. So we went and went on the ride test track. And Scooter considers this a very thr thrilling ride. Your friend Ray, I do enjoy this ride as well. 
Uh, so it's like a, it's a ride where you're pretending to test a car. It's a test track for a car because it's like the history of uh, automotive. There's no history in there. It's all just in a, like uh, for fun. It's uh, now in Disney Land in California Adventure. They have the cars uh, attraction, uh, Radiator Springs races. It's similar. This is just themed much differently. And uh, it's fun though. At the end, it goes, it goes, and it goes, and it feels very thrilling. But it's not too thrilling for most people. It doesn't go upside down or anything like that. And then, uh, oh, then it, this was around about 9 p.m. And then we said, you know what? We've had a full day. We were up all night, more or less, of flying. Let's go back to the hotel. And so we walked to our bus around 9.15 p.m. And by 10 p.m., we were all in our rooms, which was very, very, very nice. Now, those of you that are hardcore theme park people are really going to enjoy this next segment. And those of you that aren't, don't worry about uh, uh, this because it'll probably be in a new evolution at this point. But in the evening... We, we usually like to plan out what we're going to do the next day. So as I was just talking about last evening, we were kind of saying, well, what are we going to do tomorrow? Because your friend Ray, you know, likes to be at the parks before they open, then you could get a lot done. Uh, but also at this particular time, this was when uh, recently in Disney Studios, they had opened Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Uh, which is the Black Spire Outpost. It's uh, the mythology behind it. And that had just recently opened its second attraction. It opened in the summer with one ride called Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run. Uh, but then a few weeks before we got there, uh, not only had the new Star Wars movie come out, but this ride had opened called Rise of the Resistance. And it's a very ambitious attraction. I don't think you could call it a ride. I would call it an experience and attraction. And because of that, Disney had made some changes to how they normally operate things because it was so, uh, there was so much anticipation and so much demand for the ride. And over the, you'll probably, if you're a theme park enthusiast, you'll know they had a lot of tests they did at Disneyland and Disney World trying to figure out how to manage the crowds for these things. And this was also the busiest time of the year. Now, we happened to get there on a day. So this was uh, the second day of our trip. This We're talking, we're heading into the morning of the second day of our trip. And this was before the holidays officially. This was uh, actually, I'll tell you, it's December 23rd. And the park was officially opening at 7 a.m. Now, the day after that, it was starting to open at 6 in the morning. I don't even know if Ray believes that. A theme park opening at 6 in the morning. Uh, but it goes even deeper than that. So the park would officially open at 6, 7 a.m., right? Okay. Now, I'll explain to you a lot. But so now we were in a bit of a pickle because one, uh, 6 in the morning or 7 in the morning, for that's 3 or 4 in the morning for us Californians. 
but also we were staying at a hotel where you took a bus to the park, and the buses don't start running till 45 minutes before the park opens. Uh, so, so the first bus we could get was at 6.15. Now, we could have taken a lift or whatever, but then we were like, that's a little bit over the top. We're supposed to be on vacation. And and I'll explain more. But so at 6.15, we were, we were already up. We got up at 5.45 a.m. And at 6.15, we were at the bus stop, and the bus came at 6.15. The bus was busy. And then we got to Disney Studios, and it was very, very busy. And it was also drizzling once again. Now, it wasn't cold, even though it was early in the morning, which is always important, you know, if you're going to get wet. And we had our raincoats and, a, and one umbrella. And we did split up. So uh, uh, we, we, uh, we split up because Scooter took the backpack and went, because they, they, they go through your backpack, uh, yeah, so we we went and got in line, and the line was already pretty long just to get into the park there. And the thing was, they start letting people into the park around six, between six and six thirty. And I think this particular day, they started letting people into the park around six six thirty because the line wasn't moving at first. I, I don't believe. Uh, but we were in line. Uh, we were in line. Well, let's see. I don't have a time written down. We were at the bus at 6.15, which meant Scooter was probably through getting his bag checked by six uh, 6.40, maybe. I'm just guessing. Maybe 6.30, 6.35. And then we were in a very long line to go through the gates to get into the park. Now, the key is you want to be in the park before 7 a.m. when the official park opens. Now, this is much different than Ray's normal strategy, even though it sounds similar, because at 7 a.m., what happened at this time was they open up something on the the app they have, and you would open the app and you would get what was called a boarding pass to be able to go on the Star Wars Rise of the Resistance ride. There was no line for the Rise of the Resistance uh, that you could get in. You could only get on the ride if you had a boarding pass. And the boarding passes would run out within like 20 or 30 minutes or less. And so basically how it works is, so we got in the park at 6.50 a.m., 6.50. The park was going to open with the rides and the boarding passes at 7. And so then they start walking people back towards the rides. They were already doing that. So we're walking towards Star Wars Galaxy's Edge there. And actually about 6.55, we were were like, we're not going to get to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Let's just step to the side of the road here and we'll get our apps ready. And also it was raining and we could get under an awning. And other people were doing the same thing. And then at 7 o'clock, you open your app, and just like if you're trying to get something else to load, you're refreshing it and refreshing it until it says, get a boarding pass. Uh, and you kind of have to include the members of your party. It's not that simple, but it's not that complicated. Now, the key thing is that the, the kind of giving out is some randomness, but the, also the, the giving out, you know, the sooner you get it, the sooner you can go on the ride. So we were opening, closing it. We we got our boarding pass by like 7.04, 7.03 a.m. And I think it was boarding pass at 38 or something. Maybe I have it written down 
late in here, which meant that or maybe it was 68, which meant we weren't going to be able to ride for a few hours. I think 38, because I think they could do about 10 groups an hour. And a boarding group doesn't just mean your group. It means like a group of 100 or so people or something. Uh, but so at 7.05, we had our boarding group. It was, so that's one win for the day. And then we went and we got in the ride. So let's see, got boarding pass uh, uh, to ride the rise of resistance. And then we went and got in line for the Millennium Falcon. Now, according to the uh, sign, it was a 30-minute wait, but it ended up being a bit more, like closer to an hour till we got, got off the ride. So, uh, but, you know, it was the beginning of the park. Everybody's going to that place anyway. And throughout the rest of the trip, uh, that line would end up being like uh, much longer, like 90, 120, 180 minutes. And that ride is like a little bit like you're, you're in the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon. There's six people. Each person has a little bit of a job. So it's a little bit like a video game and a motion simulator. Uh, but it's pretty cool because you're looking right out of the Millennium It looks very real. Uh, so it was a very entertaining ride. And that was nice. Then we had at 810, we got, that was when we got off the ride, the scooter used the restroom because he had already had, you know, some coffee. Then we had churros for breakfast. Scooter also had a Coke for breakfast. Uh, but he said, Ray, I need to, you know, I got to get my spirits up, you know. Uh, then we headed to Sunset Boulevard where there's two rides down there. And we went, we waited 30 minutes in line for the Tower of Joy. Uh, which is, is still based on the TV show Twilight Zone, but in uh, Disney's California Adventure, it's a Guardians of the Galaxy ride. And either version is very delightful. So I, I, Ray likes that I can go on both, you know, when I have time. Uh, so we went on that ride. Then uh, we, there was a long line, but we still did it. We got in line for uh, Rock and Roller Coaster. About 8.45 a.m. Uh, but it looks like after Tower Terra, we went on a rock and roller coaster. So we got in line there about 8.45 in the single rider line, uh, which is uh, which was usually a little bit faster. But the park was already busy at this point. Now, that's where, you know, things have probably changed by now. And I think they'll have opened up one more new ride at that park because... Uh, when the park has like those popular rides and it opens early, you, Ray's usual rope drop strategy doesn't work because so many people get to the park so early uh, that kind of all the rides instantly have a long wait. So you got to be willing to take a little bit of a Six Flags type attitude and be like, okay, well, I'm going to have to wait in some lines here. And you could reduce that by using Lentesta's uh, Lines app. You know, friend, you know, a good friend of, uh, like, we, we like Len. Uh, but so, anyway, we the, I guess probably the ride was not functioning properly, and that's why the line was also so long, because uh, they did make a, line, a bunch of announcements. Line, you know, your wait's going to be longer than normal. Uh, but we got in line for that at 8.45. And by the time we were halfway in line, our boarding group for Rise of the Resistance had started, I believe. Uh, 
It may have started even earlier. Like the latest we could have got to rise the resistance was 1030 a.m. Like you, they give you a window. I think it's like a two-hour window or something. But our window was going to close at 1030. And so we thought when we got in line at 845, we would have been fine, which we were. But we we did cut it close. By the time we got off of uh, Rock and Roller Coaster, it was about 10 in the morning. So I guess we probably waited in line about an hour there. And, you know, we were playing, uh, with a, what do we call it, a ticket to ride on Scooter's phone. So we were having a grand old time. Scooter had bought another map, a European map. So we were, ha- it actually isn't really that bad. But so 10.15, so 10 o'clock, we headed over to Rise of Resistance. And I'm not going to tell you anything about this ride at all because it would ruin it for you. Uh, but so at 10.15, we got in line. It was about it. Even though you have the boarding pass, it doesn't mean you get on the ride immediately, you know. Uh, which, you know, you come to accept. And that was so we waited about 30 or 40 minutes to get on the ride. Uh, but I could tell you it was worth the rigmarole because it was like one of the pinnacles. It was an experience. It was amazing. Will I say it's the greatest thing ever or it's waiting in li- worth waiting in line hours and hours and hours? Maybe. I don't know. You'll have to decide that for yourself. And if you heard about the ride, you know, you, you, you won't be, it won't ruin it for you. Uh, but if you don't know anything other than it's called Star Wars Rise of the Resistance and you ride it, you'll be so surprised. It is so surprising. We knew nothing. Scooter said he had seen one or two videos, but it didn't. It was just, uh, oh boy, what a ride. Uh, it was really, uh, it was a great ride. So it was worth it. It was not worth it. Now, it was not such a great ride that we were ever willing again to get up at four in the morning. Since the park was opening at six, you'd have to get there at five fifteen. We were never willing to wake up again at four thirty in the morning. Uh, so while it was the best ride we've ridden in a very long time, it was not uh it did not make any of us say, well let's get up at four in the morning, four thirty in the morning, uh to, to try to ride it one more time. Uh, then we went over to the uh, a restaurant called the ABC Commissary, more of a fast food place. And we were happy, pretty happy with that because uh, they uh, they have, uh, what do you call it there? They had mobile orders, so Scooter could put an order in. But they also, because it was so busy, they would only let you sit down if you had a tray of food. Uh, which did cause quite a bit of controversy with a lot of people, including Scooter. He said, I want a table. And they said, well, when you have your tray, you could have a table. And he said, okay. Uh, Other people were a bit more, uh, uh, you know, uh, vocal about it. But it was nice because then when we had a tray of food, we had a clean place to sit down right away. And that did take two staffers to keep an eye on that. But we had, I think we had burgers or just salads or something Scooter thinks he might have had uh, uh, chicken nuggets, and, you know, we ate a lunch. It was a pleasant little lunch there, and we were kind of running out of gas, so we went to, like, they have these street performances that are supposed to be from, like, old Hollywood, uh, the Hollywood Studios Streetmosphere performers. 
So we watched a little bit of one of the shows. It was like a kind of a game game dating show, like match game or something. And there was someone from the crowd there and then the ac- actors and actresses. And it was very funny. It was like a, it was enjoyable. And then, holy moly. So then we went, uh, to, uh, now Disney also opened this amazing thing, totally getting undersold, uh, because it's, in, you don't have to pay to be in the parks, but they have this thing called the skyline, which is basically like gondolas, uh, gondolas. Uh, they connect parks with one another. And this has been, I mean, I have to say from like, you know, a lot of times they say, well, you're not doing anything futuristic or whatever. This is one of the improvements of the parks that I've never said that. I said, wow, what a big improvement. What a pleasant thing. I hope you do more of it. Even if you just do this, it's wonderful. Uh, so, uh, and I'll tell you about it, but it's basically, okay, I guess I'll just tell you. So you leave the Hollywood studios and we said, well, let's, we don't, we're not ready for our nap yet. So let's ride the gondola. Actually, I think it was a little one that said that. So we said, okay, why not? Uh, so we went there and the gondola goes from the Disney studios to the Caribbean beach resorts. And that station happens to be a transfer station. So you get in a gondola car, just like you'd see up in the mountains. There's two nice benches in there, and there's a beautiful view. And it moves in a way, you know, it's a detached one. So it's going fast when it's up in the air, but then when it's down, it's going slow. So... And I realize those things are for everybody because some people say, well, I don't like being, you know, up, you know, I know what you're saying. But it's very, very pleasant and relaxing and you get a a view you just never had before. Uh, So we took it there. Then we transferred and took it to Epcot. They have one that goes from the Caribbean Beach Resort to Epcot. And it goes into the back entrance of Epcot. But we got off there. And then we walked over to another uh, hotel called the Beach Club there uh, because they had a, a gingerbread carousel with hidden Mickeys uh, and also soda machines. So we went and we looked at this gingerbread carousel. We tried to find the hidden Mickeys on there. Uh, and Scooter got himself another soda because he had his unlimited soda cup that works at all the hotels. Uh, then we got back on the skyline and took it to another hotel called the Riviera, uh, which was new. And we, so we said, well, let's check this hotel out. You know, you go to the lobbies, you look at how they had it decorated for the holidays. And, you know, just walk around. It just gives you something a little bit less intense and uh, pleasant to do. And Scooter, lo- Scooter and I, we love to walk. So we looked at the pool there. We looked at the lobby. Uh, then we called uh, a lift, uh, you know, lifting a car to come pick us up there. And we took that back to our hotel, just a short little jaunty away. Uh, but we decided to do that so we could get some rest instead of taking the Skyliner back to Hollywood Studios and then uh, taking the bus. And then according to my notes, Scooter took about an hour nap. Uh, 
and his daughter took a 15-minute nap, and I took a two-hour nap. And, I mean, that was it for, yeah, and then I'll tell, I mean, I guess I'll tell you more about it later, uh, the second half of our day. Uh, because, yeah, then we went to the Magic Kingdom after. But we took a nap, and that was, you know, so that was a little bit of time with Scooter and your friend Ray at the parks. Uh, thanks, everybody.